<laughs> Ironically, now George Lucas is fat and Hookins is thin and bony. Is he? He's dead. You're listening to Indiana Jones in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at the artifacts that make up the world of Indiana Jones. Backstories, histories, and details about some of our favorite characters. And now, here are this week's hosts of Indiana Jones in Character. Hello and welcome to Indiana Jones in Character. I, I think we should rename it Indiana Jones and the in Character. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Dave? Yeah, right. Do I you, think we should. Do you have hard feelings about that? No, but I would like to say and thank you publicly uh, for my Christmas gift. Oh! My good friend Chris bought yes. me the Indiana Jones saga on Blu-ray. Isn't it awesome? Unfortunately, the first movie is incorrectly titled in the set, but it's it's fine. In fact, I watched it just this afternoon to brush up on my. Well, who are we talking about? I well, before we go there, I was going to get a sharpie and cross out the word "the." Yeah. On on your Blu-ray, but I didn't. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Well, we are talking about Major Eaton. <laughs> You're already laughing at his name. <laughs> yeah, it just hit me. What should I saw? I didn't even, it didn't even hit me. Eaton. <laughs> yeah, eating a lot. <laughs> Do you know who that is, Dave? Do you know who who's playing him? <laughs> Tell me, Chris. This is played by the 412-pound actor. I don't know how much he weighs. <laughs> he's not that big in this. He No, he's not. Like, I watched it, and he's wearing... He's wearing a suit. I mean, he's tucked in. Is it a black suit? Because then it's slimming. No, it's like a blue suit. Okay. It, or, or a gray suit. Actually, because I'm looking at him and some of the other people. Like, Harrison Ford's wearing a suit that looks... It's kind of old-fashioned. The suit that, that Major Eaton's wearing like could be a suit from today. Like, you could wear it, you could wear it now. Right, he right. And he's not that big. Like, we even talked about that when we talked about Porkins. Like, everybody's like, oh, he's the fat guy. He's not that fat. He's not that thin either. <laughs> okay. Like, besides Jabba, I guess, what's real actor, Star Wars actor, is the fattest? Well, like the Rancor Keeper, and there's other people. Oh, who do you think Who do you think weighs more? Definitely the Rancor Keeper. He's not that fat. What, what do you use not that fat? I bet you he weighs 250 pounds. Since I am close in that range, I will say that's not that fat. <laughs> <laughs> so now you agree with me? No, I totally agree. That's not fat at all. <laughs> okay. Well, the the name, the name is it's an awful name. Is it? Is it? Maybe it's Yatin. Yeah, maybe it's, we're mispronouncing it. <laughs> yeah, it's not called. It's not pronounced Eaton. Because it's either it's either eat it's either Eaton, like you could say Eaton, like Eaton a ton, or it's eat. Ton, like eat eat a ton, like either way you. I look, didn't even think of that one. I mean, it's like it's an awful name. George Lucas must hate, must William, hate the the overweight people. Well, he must hate William Hookins in particular. Yeah, like, because like his character in Star Wars is Porkins, correct? And here it's Eaton, and his other most famous role is in Batman. Like if George Lucas had what's made, his, what's his name in that? Well, it's Lieutenant Eckhart. Yeah, so I just remember right. Jack Pound's going Eckhart. So maybe that means his heart's gonna like burst. <laughs> You have heart disease because you're overweight. Like if George Lucas had made 1989's Batman, Lieutenant Eckhart would have been called Lieutenant Fat Ass. 
Lord ass. <laughs> Lord. You. Oh, number one. <laughs> God. That's a great movie. So I, it's just like it's just unfortunate because this guy, his two most famous roles, his names are like almost like puns on his weight, and he's not that fat. <laughs> Ironically, now George Lucas is fat, and Hookins is thin and bony. Is he? He's dead. Oh. <laughs> I didn't even catch that joke. That's how you. That's a shame. Who's the fatty now? <laughs> All right. Oh. Well, Major Eaton. Yes. Was a United States Army intelligence officer who comes to see Indiana Jones at the beginning of the movie. Uh, he's he is accompanied by Colonel Musgrove. You remember the other guy? That I do. Said? That guy. I looked him up. We're gonna do. We'll do an episode on him. He has a very lengthy backstory. Colonel Musgrove. Uh, Eaten, almost nothing. So I was insanely disappointed because, like, you we picked this without looking at the backstory. Right. You were immediately like, let's do Porkins. Right, literally. And, <laughs> and I was excited. And, and to, to see this is insanely disappointing because he's got nothing. His entire very short backstory comes from a Facebook game. That's even, that's terrible. It is. It's, it's, he, he has no, like, like, the like comic book background or anything or no there's a facebook game it's like by this uh game manufacturer was that it yeah that's a that's a little uh screenshot from the game zynga is one of these yeah people they make you know i mean i don't well, play the poker they play yeah is I, that what I, it is i have one of the poker apps on my phone well they made a game called indiana jones adventure world yeah. and there's a little indiana jones like a very uh cartoony looking indie everything's cartoonish it's like, like there's the, the, like the, the, there's pop there's pop vinyls. Yeah, they kind of look yeah. like that. They have big heads. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very cartoony. And in that game, something was established called the Adventure Society. And the characters of Eaton and Musgrove are both in that game. That so sounds really boring. It's 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 very disappointing. Um, but his job in the, in the movie is that they're there. They're keeping an eye on Hitler's international activities and this is actually a true thing from from World War II. He Hitler's he even says it in the in the film. He's obs Hitler's obsessed with the occult and that was true. Hitler was was obsessed with mysticism and religion and and doing that kind of stuff and they are keeping an eye on that and his activities worldwide. So, okay. So in this game this uh Indiana Jones Adventure World there's another character named John Allen, who I, I looked up. He's only a character in this game. He's advent. He's he's a he's a member of a society called the Adventure Society, and these people in the game are going all over the world and taking and finding um, artifacts all over the globe. So that's what you do in the game, I guess. At some point in the game, Musgrove and Eaton have all these artifacts stolen and leave a trail of them back to that hangar in Nevada. Okay. And like at Area 51. Right. That whole thing. To draw this John Allen after them. And they want him then to be, once he gets there, one of the quote unquote top men. Okay. So that is all from this Facebook game. So when he's talking about top men in the movie, if you retcon this all the way up to this stupid Facebook game, this guy John Allen is one of the top men. 
Okay. All right. <laughs> so, did you watch the scene? I did. I, I have it. It's, well, it's, it's a five minute scene, though. Let's hear it. All right. Sit back. Dr. Jones, we've heard a great deal about you. Have you? Professor of archaeology, expert on the occult, and uh, I was one to say it, obtainer of rare antiquities. One way of saying it, why don't you sit down? You'll be more comfortable here. Thank you. Yes, you're a man of many talents. Now, you studied under Professor Ravenwood at the University of Chicago. Yes, I did. You have no idea of his present whereabouts? Uh, just rumors, really. Somewhere in Asia, I think. I haven't really spoken to him for ten years. We were friends, but, uh... Had a bit of a falling out, I'm afraid. Hmm. Dr. Jones, now, you must understand that this is all strictly confidential, right? I understand. Uh, <clears throat> yesterday afternoon, our European sections intercepted a, a German communique that was sent from Cairo to Berlin. Now, you see, over the last two now, years, the Nazis have had teams of archaeologists running around the world looking for all kinds of religious artifacts. Hitler's a nut on the subject. He's crazy. He's obsessed with the occult. And right now, apparently, there's some kind of German archaeological dig going on in the desert outside of Cairo. Now, we've got some information here, but we can't make anything out of it, and maybe you can. Tannis development proceeding. Acquire headpiece staff of Ra, Abner Ravenwood, U.S. Nazis have discovered Tannis. Just what does that mean to you, uh, Tannis? Well, well the city of Tannis is one of the possible resting places of the Lost Ark. The Lost Ark? Yeah, the Ark of the Covenant, the chest the Hebrews used to carry around the Ten Commandments. What, what do you mean, commandments? commandments? You're talking about the Ten Commandments? Yes, the actual Ten Commandments, the original stone tablets that Moses brought down out of Mount Harab and smashed, if you believe in that sort of thing. Any guys ever go to Sunday school? Well, I <laughs> The Hebrews took the broken pieces and put them in the Ark. When they settled in Canaan, they put the Ark in a place called the Temple of Solomon in Jerusalem, where it stayed for many years. Until all of a sudden, whoosh, is gone. Where? Well, nobody knows where or when. However, an Egyptian pharaoh... Shishak. Yes, invaded the city of Jerusalem around about 980 B.C., and he may have taken the ark back to the city of Tanis and hidden it in a secret chamber called the Well of Souls. Secret chamber. However, about a year after the pharaoh had returned to Egypt, the city of Tanis was consumed by the desert in a sandstorm which lasted a whole year. Wiped clean by the wrath of God. Uh, obviously, we've come to the right man. Now, you seem to know uh, all about this task. Uh, no, no, not really. Ravenwood is the real expert. Abner did the first serious work on Tannis, collected some of its relics. It was his obsession, really. But he never found the city. Frankly, we're somewhat suspicious of Mr. Ravenwood. Uh, American being mentioned so prominently in a secret Nazi cable. Oh, rubbish. Ravenwood's no Nazi. Well, what did the Nazis want him for, then? Well, obviously, the Nazis are looking for the headpiece to the Staff of Ra, and they think Abner's got it. What exactly is a headpiece to the Staff of Ra? Well, the staff is just a stick. I don't know, about this big. Nobody really knows for sure how high it is. It's, uh... Cap with an elaborate headpiece in the shape of a slug with a crystal in the center. And what you did was you take the staff 
to a special room in Tavis, a map room with a miniature of the city all laid out on the floor. And if you put the staff in a certain place at a certain time of day, the sun shone through here and made a beam that came down on the floor here and gave you the exact location of the Well of the Souls. Where the Ark of the Covenant was kept, right? Which is exactly what the Nazis are looking for. And what does this Ark look like? There's a picture of it right here. That's it. Good God. Yes, that's just what the Hebrews thought. Uh, now what's that supposed to be coming out of there? Lightning. Fire. Power of God or that was that was it (laughs) it was almost at the end too and darn it who's calling you that was my 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 brother jeez what do you expect from a star trek fan i i have to admit he's rude he's constantly interrupting and one of the other guys speak (laughs) he does he's like yoda (laughs) <laughs> I wrote that down too. He interrupts him. He's like annoyed the whole time. Yeah, he just wants to ask Andy certain questions. He's like, he keeps on interrupting the other guy. Yeah. Captain it, Mustard. What was this guy's name? <laughs> Colonel Mustard. Colonel Mustard. <laughs> Did it in the study with a pipe. <laughs> with a whip. <laughs> he, he, it's a, it's not the biggest role, but like I was thinking about this when watching it. Like there's Indy, of course, and and a couple other people. It's really one of the more major characters in the movie. He's, it really is. He has a lot of lines. Between, between this and the beginning, and he doesn't have he has those two short scenes, but he does a lot with them. He, you can tell as soon as he starts talking about the supernatural stuff, he's out of like the Musgrove's still like uh huh uh huh right, and and Eaton is like all right, he's like rolling his eyes. Yeah, he's he kind of like turns away. He's yeah. like shuffling through the papers. He gives us he li- he gives Musgrove this awesome look. At this I one think point, I remember that. Yeah, it's he does a lot with the little bit that this role is. I think he's excellent in it. He, he's really good. What if he, he had next to him some tasty cakes? You think he would have been just better? <laughs> tasty cakes. Well, I know. I this the scene is great just because it gives you all the backstory you need. I mean, when I was little, I didn't understand all this. Probably. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, like I did like the Sunday school comment. I was I was raised very religious and went to Sunday school every week. And that was like the only time in my life I was proud of having gone to Sunday school. And he says that joke to those guys, like, didn't you guys ever go to Sunday right, school? Right. And you laughed? I was like, I went to Sunday school. Indy. <laughs> you know, like I was so. He's talking about me. I did. I did. You know, like not and not that I knew about it. I mean, to, to kids, the ark is a boat. I mean, like, and you're you're sitting there thinking about this. Like, how hard is it to find a huge damn boat in the desert? Right. Like, like the ark. Like, that's the thing that those that the friggin' giraffes were. All on. the animals were on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, the I mean, for a kid, this is a little bit kind of over your head, but great scene. Excellent scene. And gives you all. I mean, the the like I said, there isn't much of a backstory. Everything that I found is just the the stuff from the movie. Now he does come back at the end. He does. I have that too. And this time Wait, they're, they're in Washington, right? And everybody knows the scene. Everybody knows this is his. This is his claim to fame in this movie. Oh hell yeah! His line. In fact, at our our Star Wars in character show uh, last summer, 
uh, we we had a tournament of, of obscure characters and Porkins was in it and we used this sound bite of him saying his famous line even in that contest. Okay. Yeah, he was everyone I think everyone knows like if you say names of characters from Indiana Jones, I think people people might not know his name. But they they know the um top the um top men dude yeah you know? say the guy that says top men right 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 he smokes a pipe right and he's and he's, he's fat. and he's not that fat <laughs> no he's not actually I take that back you're yeah. absolutely right <laughs> absolutely right well Eaton lets them know that their assistance will not be needed the top men will be handling it and the arc goes away in a crate with the number nine nine zero six seven five three on the side of it in one of the greatest movie endings of all time. This is when people could freaking end a movie. I mean, how many yeah. movies do you see? Even movies you like. You're like, I like this movie. I like this movie. The ending sucked. Yeah. But yeah. the movie was great. This is an end to a movie. It's fantastic. And it's it's, it's that I think Ralph McQuarrie painted that whole background of it. That matte painting. Yeah. I love matte paintings. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about this on The Grady sometimes. Like, I would rather see a matte painting and, and know that CGI it's fake than something that's CGI. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's perfect. It's the perfect end of that movie. It, it's and I think the old guy knew exactly where to turn. <laughs> yeah, he did. You know, because he was gonna run into the damn wall. <laughs> he he counted one aisle, two aisles. Now. <laughs> <laughs> There's gotta be a deleted scene of him plowing right through the painting <laughs> and Ralph McQuarrie like, going, "Damn it!" Like Wiley Coyote goes right goes right through the painting. Yeah, like Pee Wee's Big Adventure when he pulls the thing <laughs> yeah. out and they all crash into the thing. I love it. It's great. Now, I, w- I would notice that. I never noticed this before. And I'm looking at this with like a more critical eye. When they're having that meeting in Washington, Marcus is there, Indy's there, Musgrove, and Eaton. There's another dude in that scene. Who's that guy? It's some creepy dude in a suit that's in the background watching them. And they're inside. It's like a dude. He's wearing sunglasses. Like, I don't know who this guy is, but... It's like intriguing that they, this guy, this is a this is some serious shit. This meeting, I right. mean, oh, yeah. they're talking national security. Oh yeah, and here's this guy in the background observing everything. I want to know who that guy is. Maybe it was the cancer man from X Files. Oh, X Files and character coming soon. Coming soon. Do you want to hear the, the the end scene with Eaton? I would love to. All right. Done your country a great service. We thank you, and uh, we trust you found the. Settlement satisfactory. Well, the money's fine. The situation is totally unacceptable. Well, gentlemen, I guess that just about wraps it up. Where is the Ark? I thought we'd settled that. The Ark is somewhere very safe. From whom? The Ark is a source of unspeakable power, and it has to be researched. And it will be, I assure you, Dr. Brody, Dr. Jones. We have top men working on it right now. Ooh. Top men. That's a great scene. It's deli- and the slave and the way he delivers it. Yeah, it really is. He took he took a a whole lot of nothing, made a whole lot of something out of yes, it. Yes, he it's it's one of the best, one of the best movies ever. And there's really not that much else. I mean, in the Lego game, he's in the game and some of the cutscenes, but you can't play as him. Why is that? He, he's too fat. He just rolls around. <laughs> Lego characters are all about the same size, so he is really not that fat in Lego. He he's thin in Lego world. Yeah. 
He's in. He's in it. it. It's actually kind of funny. I remember playing it. Like when it's at the end of the movie, when the arc goes in, he's there in the warehouse. And then when the arc goes away, it just shows him like running around in the maze of boxes, like he's lost. It's kind of funny. I mean, you can't play any of the levels. It's right. Him. I'm sure on this Facebook game, you can. I'm downloading it now. <laughs> yeah, we, you sh- we should have downloaded it. Can you still download it? I think it's old. I, I don't know. It I, is. It is pretty old. I. I I don't care. Yeah, it's what disappointing. Do you, what do you think? What do you think? What else is in in the um, Area Fifty One crate warehouse room? Yeah, a good out, of, out of all those, I remember. I think I remember a rumor, maybe yesterday or twenty years ago. Yeah, that there was like some kind of Star Wars, like a lightsaber or something in in the warehouse. What like inside one of the boxes? Yeah, inside one of the boxes. Because it was a long time ago. Yeah. And it's. I remember hearing that. What? A long time ago in a warehouse not so far away. <laughs> yeah, in Nevada. In Nevada. But I'm trying to think, like, what else? They're all small crates. Yeah. There's there's no, like, big, like, Loch Ness monster frozen or something, you know? Yeah, I was thinking stuff like that. Like, the, the your tried and true, like, mysteries, like Bigfoot and. Right, right. And that kind of stuff. Like, they got the aliens taken care of. Many years later, yeah, they they did that in the best one ever, <laughs> yeah, the highest grossing one ever. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. I think so. All right, you keep talking. Box no, office. don't do that because I I might have something for your trivia question. Oh, okay. But uh, I was gonna say box office mojo. I'm looking it up. You can look it up in a few minutes. We're done. Okay. I'm almost positive that Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is the highest grossing because of inflation, Dave. Well, I I'm not right. saying that's not the and case. And because either. it was fucking fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with ticket prices being twenty dollars. Not at all. And when you, when Raiders came out, you get in for how like many, two bucks. <laughs> how many times did you see? Which I can't remember anything. How many times did you see Raiders in theaters? Once. Oh, for real? Yeah, we were little. Okay. I didn't start seeing I mean, I movies guess... multiple times until we were older and I had, you know... Free access. Yeah, or like even I was like... I, I remember the summer of 1985 really becoming like the year that I became super interested in film because uh, my dad would take me to the movies and drop me off and pick me up several hours later. And I would just see everything. That's what I said when he dropped me off. <laughs> That's what he said. Because he didn't stop the car. <laughs> no, I, I, I saw Back to the Future five times in theaters that summer. I saw Pee Wee's Big Adventure three times. European Vacation, I saw that like three times. Yeah. But when we were little, it was like yeah, it was- going to the movies was a big deal. Like your parents took you and it was like, sit down and shut up. I, well, it was, it was, it was, so I remember... I remember I don't have a terrible memory. I remember on the way home from seeing Raiders. Yeah. I think we saw somewhere up in downtown area, either Kells Theater or the the old Eric Five or something else. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Plaza. And my mom, as many of you know, who's to my right, really religious. Yeah. And really, like, back then, like, 100%, trying to explain and talk to me all the way home about what happened in the movie. Like, the religious parts yeah. of it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I probably didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> but I said, really, Mom? You know. Really, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> Holes in the hand? And I didn't say that. <laughs> well. But I remember I remember looking up at the moon on the way home, her talking about it. The moon? Yeah. Hmm. I, I remember that. Like, really, like, I remember 
where it was, what color the moon was. Yeah. Well, that's saying something because you don't remember shit. I don't. So if you remember something, this made an impact on you. It did. <laughs> but Jeez. but yeah, this is. I would say, I'm insanely disappointed because I was like, this guy could have any kind of backstory. Like he's a he's an intelligence officer. He might have been involved in like. All kinds of neat yeah. stuff. You're like, no, nothing. Now we'll do Musgrove, and that one, that one's better. But I kind of wanted that guy, that kind of story for him, just because it's Bill Hookins. Well, I, I bet you if he, if this was released today, he would have like a um, an EU world of everything. You know, he walked in the, in the Chewbacca or something. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, that's all I got on. I uh, love him. Major it's, it's a great movie. Great character. <laughs> That's how I felt after reading his uh, backstory. <laughs> that was you cutting your wrist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, are you ready? I am ready. It's time for Fortune and Glory. I'm not going to say it. Good. Where yeah. we have our trivia contest, and we have reset. Chris has uh, won the first. Did I ever buy you anything? Raiders? Uh, Indiana Jones related? I don't think I, don't I did. Think, I don't, don't think so. I stole your gift. I apologize. Well, I just brought you a gift. Can you take it back? <laughs> Hell no. Should I should I say on the air what it is? I think you should. Alright. I will I will read I'll read the um caption. When Dolly makes a deal with Stallone, country music takes a beating. That's right. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my all time favorite movies. Alright. Okay. If you know what year? That came out that came out around Rocky Three. Um, I'm gonna say 1984. You cheated. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, 84. Yeah. What's his character's name? Ah, what is his character's name? <laughs> See, this is the thing about this movie. Rhinestone is what we're talking about. I haven't seen this movie in years. You're gonna see this. This might hurt you. No. You're gonna watch this and say, "What was I thinking?" No. Yeah. No way. All right. It's Nick Martinelli. Is on the front. Yeah, you're right. What's her name? I don't remember her name. Oh, you're not a fan, are you? <laughs> what is her name? It's a guy's name. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? I don't want to waste people's time. Jake. Jake. Okay. Great. One of the greatest movies ever made. Rhinestone. Uh, whatever. Look at this shit I'm holding my hand. You're welcome. Thank okay, you. Okay, <laughs> so the scores in Fortune and Glory, because we reset, is I have one and Chris has zero because yes. we just got started again. We did. And we apologize for taking a bit of a break with the show yeah we got shit going on lives families and it was the holidays holidays all kinds of stuff so if you were waiting for this which you probably weren't uh, (laughs) we apologize i I was you were okay so the scores are one to nothing uh i'm in the lead okay are you ready chris i'm ready give me my question about box office mojo well i have going back to that to see how much i have two questions actually written and I'm going to let you decide which question you want. I have a straight-up question that has something to do with something in the film. Right. And I have the box office mojo-inspired question. What would you like? B, the you mojo. Want, you want the box office? Yeah. Question? Okay. William Hookins was in three of the top 100 highest-grossing films of all time. Put those three films in order of box office gross from highest to lowest. Wow. And the films being Batman, Batman, Star Wars, and New Hope, um, Raiders. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Oh wow, that's, a, that's an awesome question, man. 
So I kind of did what you do and asked something that has nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> and I love it. And you love it. I, I would be pissed. Now, see, here's the thing. Is I, I have to go by like by like box office inflation crap. You know what I mean? Yes, you do. Because uh, I, I have I have a, uh, new, a new hope was released first, and then Raiders, and then Batman. Yes. So so the obvious choice would be going backwards. I know Batman made a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. Now, that that's the thing. Are you is this including inflation? Like, is this include the? You know how sometimes it says like due to inflation, this is how much it really made. Right. No, that's a fair question. No, this is the straight up. How much money did these movies make? And I'm only doing domestic because if you do worldwide box office, it's different too. This is the domestic gross, not changed for inflation of these three movies. This is a good question. I want to say Batman has to be a new hope, though. God. This is the most you've ever thought about anything ever. Because yeah. you like stuff like this. You, I do. You're always looking at the box I'm office tallies. looking and, at movie shit. And you would text me, Hey Dave, did you see it was number one at the box office? And I'd be like, who gives a shit? <laughs> I'm not making the money. And you know what's weird? Yeah, and you know what's weird is I don't pay for movies. So I don't. Why do I care how much you made? Yeah, you haven't paid for a movie in like 25 years. Since 1980. Did you see how much money Hunger Games made? No. You're always interested. So this one's tailor-made for you. Katniss. Um... I'm, I'm going my my gut saying Batman, New Hope and Raiders, but I'm gonna s- switch it up and say New Hope. Stop say Star Wars, Batman and Raiders in that order. So that's your final answer. Final answer. Batman second, Indies third, Star Wars is one. Okay. Okay, I will tell you this, and and I thought you were gonna make a drastic mistake in not putting Star Wars first because this does include. Not only its original run, but also then like the special editions, like that right. all that all gets tacked on to the original movie because Star Wars is the sixth highest grossing movie of all time with four hundred and forty eight billion dollars. Excuse me, million dollars. <laughs> Sorry, four hundred and forty eight million dollars. So that's that that's one. Am I right? Yeah, you know what? I was looking at the Dark Knight Rises. Star Wars has four hundred sixty million dollars made at okay. the box office, so that is the highest of the three. Now the next two, I'll tell you this, are numbers seventy-eight and eighty-two on the list. Ah, uh, Christ! They're very close together. I still say Batman and Raiders in seventy-eighth place, two hundred fifty-one million dollars, and in eighty-second place, two hundred forty-eight million dollars. Uh, it's really close, though. They are very close. But number 78 is Batman. Number 82, Raiders of the Lost Ark. You got it right. Wow. That's awesome. I love that kind of question. Nice going. Yeah, they're only separated by about 3 million. Is Avatar still one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not even close. $760 million. That's not even at a billion yet? No. Avatar Titanic, Marvel's The Avengers, The Dark Knight, and Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. That's your top five. So Menace is before New Hope. Oh yeah. All righty. <laughs> and you were asking about uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. Let me see here. 
the 35th highest grossing film of all time is Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull with $317 million. But that's not the top one then, because I guess it is. It yeah, is. You're right. It's not even close. It's, it's yeah. It's the 35th highest grossing film of all time. Part four, Indiana Jones. That's... You know why everyone, everyone was waiting for this movie? That's right. And everyone, everyone was disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> that might be true. Yes. Um, I'm going to save your other question for somebody else. How okay. about that? I was going to ask you, but I'm like, that's a damn good question to him. I'm going to save it. I will ask you my question, which has nothing to do with the movie. Okay. What character in a 1994 film did... did Porkins Eaton William Hookins voice. What character? Character in a 1994 film. Yes, I can give you hints. 1994 was an awesome movie year. It was. The well, year I'll give of, you a big hint. It was the year of Pulp Fiction. It was the year of Forrest Gump. It was the year of The Lion King. It was, but this is totally not. <laughs> wait, no, this is nowhere near those movies. Oh, this is a bad movie. Oh, and I don't think. I don't remember being out in theaters. We worked at a theater then, and I don't remember this being in theaters. Okay. It might be like a, like a DVD kind of thing. So some straight-to-DVD movie he did a voice yes, in. Yes, a voice. Uh, boy, this is hard. I, I, I can give you, I give you more hints, because it's, really, it's, it it's uh, a really huge character. Uh, I was a big. A really huge character? Big in size. <laughs> Not big as, as being popular. A big character. A big character. Uh, The Hulk. Final answer? Yes. Incorrect. What is it? We did a review of the first movie on the Grady's. Okay. And this is part three. Of? Never Ending Story. (laughs) What was he, Falcor? Yes, he was. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now that you say that, I remember Tim bringing that up, I think, on the Porkins episode. Yeah, yeah. That's an awesome question. That's <laughs> was that out of theaters? Like, do you remember that? No. Tearing tickets for that? No, no, absolutely not. Me neither. That was a straight to DVD. I think it was straight to ABC or something. Falcor. All right. Well. See? Yeah, I do remember that now. And like we've talked about this a few times. If you, if you do want to hear the whole Porkins story, because we're talking about William Hookins, um, please find it on uh, iTunes or on Star Wars and Characters website because we did a whole episode devoted to the character of Porkins and it was really one of our early first kind of good episodes where we kind of hit the ground running with what we do on that show so uh, if you're still interested it's like those after school specials if you want to learn more about Bill Hookins the more you know bum, bum, bum. <laughs> so find that on iTunes as well alright awesome. alright Dave so next episode what are we doing are we doing a little bit of a twist Next episode? A little bit, because if we're doing these in order, the next film is Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, and we both decided that uh, we're running out of characters for we that are. movie. There's, there's, n- there's, there's a, maybe a few more. Yeah. when At some point, we'll go big and do Molaron, but I don't, right. I wanna, I'm not ready for that yet. No, but you, you had an awesome idea, which I'm on board for. Okay. So, we are going to do uh, the famous cameos in Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. And if you're not sure what we're talking about, should we tell people? No, tune in next time. Tune in next tune week. In. Next week on. For the famous character, or for the famous cameos in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. How many are there? 
Well, there's two major ones, and then there's a couple other heavy hitters. Okay. That are in there. It's it's quite a it's quite a list of people. Okay. So that'll be our next episode. Tune in next next time for cameos. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Indiana Jones in Character. Indiana Jones in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com podcast network. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit www.neozaz.com. The Indiana Jones in Character podcast is not endorsed by nor affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. All Indiana Jones characters, places, and situations are copyright Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.ijic.neozaz.com for the latest Indiana Jones in character episodes and information.